Hello again, everyone. Welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Technically Speaking, a show designed to check out the technical side of business and employment, including the world of social media, which is where we're headed today as we discuss how businesses can create growth within their LinkedIn group, something we'll find out if they need to have with our guest. Joining us to talk about this subject is Andrew J. Cote, Community and Content Manager for Capost, who, as they put on their site, are a bunch of content marketing geeks on a mission to change the way brands communicate and engage with buyers. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Tim. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, obviously, I, I reached out to you after seeing something you had written about this idea of growing your LinkedIn group. But first of all, for those who aren't really maybe understanding what that means, they don't know exactly what that entails, can you explain what a LinkedIn group is and why it might be valuable for businesses? Sure. So uh, LinkedIn groups are a, a pretty basic feature of LinkedIn where, you know, I guess it's a, a community where anybody on LinkedIn can join or you can, you know, put a private community together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's meant around a particular topic and it's a great place for discussions to happen. So for businesses, if you're looking at create or, you know, participate in discussions on a various topic, LinkedIn groups are a great way to do that. So do you see it then as being essentially a necessity with today's technology and connectivity? I think it's a necessity in the sense that whether you have one or you're just interacting in one, um, absolutely. Okay. There's a lot of great insights that can be uh, gleaned from LinkedIn groups. And so there needs to be some activity in them uh, if you're a business. I don't know that you need to start your own one, Mm -hmm. but you definitely need to participate in them. Okay. That makes sense. So why was this something that you felt was important or something you wanted to emphasize? I mean, enough that you wrote about it and, of course, then joined us to talk about this as well. Sure. Well, it, it started in uh, when I took over community and content manager here. Uh, one of the, the tasks was, hey, can you grow our LinkedIn group? You know, they had set out a goal and we, you know, I took a look at the group and said, holy cow, this is a, a great group of people already involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just a great opportunity for our brand to connect with these, these kind of people. And, and so I, I personally, I guess I had a, a vendetta against the way <laughs> LinkedIn groups tend to be run. And so I decided to experiment with ours. Our group is, it's called the Content Marketing Academy. And the, the primary focus is for marketers. So I thought I had a little bit of room to experiment and get creative. Sure. Uh, as, a re- as a result, we saw some amazing uh, growth and in, in interactions that I, I had never seen in the many LinkedIn groups that I had managed before. So, you know, that kind of turned into a variety of content for us. Um, we did an infographic about it and I wrote a couple of blog posts, just kind of educating people on the value of LinkedIn groups in general, but also uh, if you are a business, uh, some tips on how to make it, the, I guess, the best for the people involved. Well, with that as the background, let's talk about uh, some of the details and maybe some of the specifics to help out those listening. Uh, I had read where you had mentioned four key areas as being those vital areas for rapid growth. So the first one you touched on was the idea of focus. So what exactly do you mean when we're talking about focus with the LinkedIn group? So I think regardless of what it is, whether you're writing a, a blog post or, you know, on a bigger level, you're starting a business or you, you want to have a, a, I guess, a mission or a, a point to what you're doing. And sure. so, you know, I, I looked at it that way. I think a lot of times, um, you know, social media and community managers are tasked with, hey, start a LinkedIn group and there's no real reason for it. And so I think what I was trying to emphasize there is you have to have a reason for it. It, it, There needs to be a purpose, and you need to know 
why am I creating this group? Who's it for? Mm-hmm. What do we hope to achieve out of it? What are the, the people in it going to gain? And, you know, answering all those questions before you, you know, click create a group. I think you're definitely right. People kind of jump into it and, and, I don't know, fly by the seat of their pants. I think that definitely is a, a good tip there for our listeners. Where would you, other than the focus itself, I guess, how do you start figuring out what you should be focusing on? I mean, are you looking at brand with a LinkedIn group? Are you looking at just interaction? I mean, does it vary? What would be your advice from your experience? Well, I think should is a dangerous word when it comes to things like this. <laughs> it, certainly, it certainly varies. You, know, you hear that a lot, like we, we should be on LinkedIn, we should be on Instagram. Right, right. And you know, I, I just, I, it, it absolutely varies based on, your business. I think where LinkedIn groups are great is that LinkedIn is a site for professional networking. And so if you want to, you know, participate in that yourself and you want to get professional opinions, maybe these are your buyers or maybe their colleagues or, or what have you, that's that's kind of a purpose that you need to set out in advance. It varies. For us, we we barely mentioned Compost as a brand hmm. uh, or a product in our group. It's mostly about the topic of content marketing and the conversation around it. We have a a team of writers that are employed full-time here, and they frequently use the group to come up with topics for their posts by asking questions and see what people are worried about and then writing on it and addressing it. And So that's that's how we use it. Uh, Other groups that I am a participant in have different reasons for existing, but the, the ones that are the most valuable state what the reason for existing is very clearly, and mm. the members join for a very specific reason. Okay. Now, with those groups, obviously you want to have people welcomed in. You want to invite them in. When you're looking to do that, sort of take that next step, being that second area, what is the first step an organization can be taking even before inviting people in, I think you mentioned maybe a tip or two. I guess your question is saying be- before even starting your group and starting to invite people, what should you do? Is that is that correct? Right. I mean, because you're looking, I mean, you want to bring people in, but I don't know if you're bringing just anybody into your group, if you have a certain, again, a focus or a target when it comes to those individuals. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's definitely, you hit on a great point there. I think we we looked at our group specifically and said, all right, we want this type of marketer. And so LinkedIn has a lot of great search tools uh, that allowed us to find those people and invite those people specifically because you want the right people interacting with the group. You know, I think a lot of times um, the, hey, anybody can join, it, it really doesn't get or achieve the, the end goal. Sure. Uh, if you're you know, starting a group around a product, uh, ideally you want people who use the product or people who want to use the product uh, integrating with the group or the topic. I mean, like I said, we don't really talk about our product in the group. It's more about the topic of content marketing. So I think figuring out who is most likely to benefit from this or really who you'd most like to talk to are probably two key points prior to, you know, even getting going and creating your group and your name and all that kind of stuff. So then do you see it as um, a good practice or a proper etiquette, so to speak, to deny someone from entering the group or, I don't know, run them through some sort of gauntlet to figure out if they fit in? I mean, how do you handle the idea that people might want to be joining and you're kind of like, I don't know if that fits for us? Well, um, I I think there's no harm in having specifically curated community. We moderate or or we moderate who joins based on, you know, we're kind of an invitation only kind of group. So you can forward an invite to other people, but, you know, we monitor who's joining. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, if you've got people 
in your group that aren't really contributing, it, it doesn't really harm your group that much. If they're contributing negatively, then, you know, as an admin, you have every right, and hopefully you've set that out in your group rules about, sure. you know, what's the point, what's allowed, what's not allowed. You know, you have every right to remove those people or warn those people. But I think it really boils down to if you, the content that takes place in the group, people might join and might realize this is for me or might not realize it's for me. So I, I don't know that we stress as much about we need to make sure that it's just this type of marketer. We don't want this or we do want this. I think it's more let's invite these people and let's let the group grow, I guess, organically. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is as it does grow, the right people are joining because we're very focused on what is the topic of this group and just a quick look through the type of discussions happening. You know if you want to be a part of those discussions or not. Speaking of those discussions, I think that's always a, a big one that you hear about and see in the news where things maybe go wrong, and not necessarily on LinkedIn, but any of the social media outlets. So do you have a basic rule of thumb that you would give to an organization when it comes to interacting and, I mean, maybe how much should be done? And there's that word again, I know should, but are there any basic principles that you would lay out if you're going to be interacting? Well, I, I can tell you this. Uh, from our experiment, uh, we, we did something that is a little bit unusual in LinkedIn groups. In our discussion area, we, we banned the use of links as discussion starters. A lot of times huh. you see people saying, here's a link, right. but, you know, talk you know, we, we put that in the promotions area, and now if you're responding to somebody, you can, of course, share a link that says, hey, this is relevant to what you're talking about. Um, by doing that, we saw our interaction rate go from less than a comment, less than one comment <laughs> per discussion that was posted, which is, I think, you know, probably many of the groups that are out there. Right, right now, we're, we're averaging 15 comments per discussion, wow. and, and that's, that's something that it's happened over the last three months. It's grown to that number, but week by week, when I look at it, it it's pretty consistent there. Uh, we have a discussion going right now that has over 100 comments by 80 different people. And, and so I think what the goal there was is here's true interaction. If you're at a, a dinner table and you're sitting across from your friend, you're not going to quick write a blog post on your phone and send them <laughs> the link to start discussion. You're going right. to ask them a question. And they're going to respond with their voice. That was my idea there was to, to try and create that in a group. So we did. And, you know, I, I don't know that you have to uh, ban links to do that, but I, I definitely think as a, a moderator of a group or multiple moderators of a group, you, you have to look at what is, is being posted as discussions and have really strict, really, rules on what is allowed and, and what is going to be a discussion starter. Furthermore, you as the moderator have to engage. You can't just let things be posted. Mm -hmm. Your conversations, the way you think they need to be steered by commenting on discussions yourself, by asking more questions, those kind of things. I know this is a long-winded answer, but I have a lot to say about it. I, you know, I, I think the, the key point is sticking to here's the point of our group, here's what we want, and right. if the discussions being posted don't match that, then you know you have to, to go back to the drawing board and, and figure out how to do that. And I think a lot of times that's a, a very difficult thing to do, but it's a very valuable thing to do, as we've seen. I mean, that's enormous growth in interaction, which I care more about than how many members we have. Sure. No, I think it's a great practical piece of advice that, uh, you know, as far as the, the link side goes, I, I, I probably agree with that premise of uh, limiting or eliminating that from that being that initial conversation started because for myself, I just think, okay, they're just trying to advertise something for themselves and I'm not really interested in, in looking at that. I mean, is that kind of how you see that probably working in this way? Absolutely. And, and I should have prefaced this and said, I actually asked, started a discussion when I first took over and said, hey, I'm new. 
and I want to make this the most valuable group to you, what would make it the most valuable group? And we got about, I think, 30 comments in a couple days' time on that. And one of the most common complaints I heard was you know, people are just, you know, link, you know, link spamming or link bombing or whatever, you know, people call link right, dumping. That's right. the word everybody was saying. And this is something that in my gut I already kind of wanted to do. And then when I saw that, um, we, we, it was easy to make the change. So I think really the, the first piece is, you know, being able to talk to group members and say, what would be valuable to you? And, and ask those questions and not just assume them. And so that that's kind of really what fostered that, I guess, that decision for us. And, you know, we've, we've seen it. We've seen the growth numbers from it. Now, you mentioned a couple times also the idea of moderation, of course, being a part of that interaction as well. I guess, how do you define that within the LinkedIn group? Are you deleting comments or do you filter them in some way? I, I feel there might be some sort of balance there because you don't want to make it seem like you're covering something up or, or, I don't know, embarrassed about something. But how do you, I guess, facilitate the idea of moderating versus allowing people to have that conversation? So this is the scary, probably the scariest thing I'll say is that <laughs> there's a lot of manual effort involved in making an awesome LinkedIn group. <laughs> you know, I've spent a lot of time doing that moderation part. And I mean, we, we basically, believe it or not, I go through every comment and every submission. We want to make sure that this, this group stays in our you know, uh, interactive. Not everybody has read our group rules, so people still post discussions. You know, in in a way that I, I guess violates our guidelines. And sure. so I go I, I go through and I allow the ones through that match. I put the ones through the promotions that that match those guidelines, and then I do without question and without a second thought delete ones that don't match. Uh, I've been doing that for a few months, and I've done that in other groups that I've managed. And a lifetime, I've gotten zero complaints about it really? because people who, yeah, because people who I, I feel like most of the time when you're just posting a link in a LinkedIn group, a lot of times you're not really trying to engage in the first place. And so you're not really worried about engagement. You're just worried about the promotion aspect. And sure. That was the quick way to get people to see it. And I'm using air quotes here, which I know you can see great on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that works really well on radio. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I've never seen a problem with it. I've never had somebody say, hey, I submitted a comment. There are certain times where I've seen a great topic and I think is really worth discussion. And so you can reply privately as a moderator to somebody and say, hey, just wanted to let you know, this is a great discussion I think would be valuable to the group. However, the way you've posted it uh, doesn't match our guidelines. Would you mind reposting without the link? Okay. And people love that message. They're like, oh, great. I didn't even know. Sorry. Sure, I'll do it. And a lot of times, you know, that ends up being a really great engaging discussion, in the, um, you know, as a follow-up. So the answer, I guess, is moderation. Be strict. Don't be afraid of, of being strict about it because – People do appreciate that. They appreciate the time and effort that you're putting into making sure that the group achieves its goals. And I think to your point, you know, and it obviously makes itself aware in the uh, the work environment as well, but the idea of having that policy or guidelines ahead of time and then sticking to it, I think that would seems like it makes it a lot simpler when you are actually going through and trying to moderate. So I think that, again, is a good way for listeners to uh, be able to take care of all those aspects. We are getting low on time, but I did want to give you the opportunity here to give the listeners any last pieces of advice or other areas that you'd want to mention about LinkedIn groups, you know, whether it's interaction or any other facets that we haven't touched on, um, just to give the listeners a final takeaway from the conversation. I mean, I think the final takeaway for, um, you know, should you start a LinkedIn group or how should you participate in a LinkedIn group? Um, I found that questions 
are, are the greatest way to engage. And mm. this, I guess, could go site-wide on, on LinkedIn or social media, really. And so our, our most popular posts are really great questions. Mm-hmm. Somebody has something that they need to figure out, and so they say, group, what do you think about this, or how can I do this? And so as a moderator of a group, we ask questions all the time as well because, you know, we're looking for answers and we want to turn that into blog posts or other types of content. So questions from the get-go, what are we achieving, who do we want in our group, all those kind of things. And then throughout, that's, that's probably the, the strongest thing I can say. Rather than promoting something, you can find a way to turn that into a question and then later maybe in the course of the discussion link to, oh, by the way, we put this piece together. Um, right. But yeah, I, I would say learn how to ask a really good question and, and then I'll, you'll see some results from there. All right, perfect. Well, that'll do it for us here on Technically Speaking, our foray into utilizing and hopefully growing your business's LinkedIn group. We are joined today by Andrew J. Cote, the community and content manager at Capost. Andrew, thanks again for sharing your insight with the listeners today. We do appreciate it. Sure. Thanks, Tim. Speaking of the listeners, we would like you to share your thoughts as well. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or questions about any topics that you might be interested in. Once again, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.